Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Slap, I mean Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward, joined by former Michigan State center Anthony Iani. Um, obviously, you know, I may have, you know, dropped a little tease with that joke at the beginning of the show. <laughs> um, we are going to be talking about that. And you know what, what the thing is, is, you know, I record the show while I'm on the move, you know what I mean? And so when I'm I'm doing it while I'm driving. So we didn't have a show last week. We got hit up with a bunch of crappy weather. And, you know, we I was going to offer my thoughts on the Harbaugh extension, which that's just both sides agreeing. Hey, we can't do any better. Let's just stick this out another year. Um, there, there's, there's my thoughts on that. So I did that there. Um, <laughs> but obviously the Juwan Howard thing took over. You know, we're going to talk about that, uh, what that looks like for Michigan. I think there's more stuff to talk about than – you know, Juwan Howard in regard to this. And so we'll break that down, uh, you know, and is it time for uh, Michigan State basketball fans to move on past a certain player? We're going to talk about that as well. Um, But, you know, let me get the stuff out of the way. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, like the Facebook page, comment on the Facebook page. I'm going to want to see some of y'all comments in regard to – the situation that transpired yesterday. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where we're going to start. Uh, Wisconsin is beating Michigan. And just like what Michigan did to Michigan State when Michigan State was uh, running away with the game at the end of it, uh, they are pressing the walk-ons, the backups of Wisconsin. And here's Mike in I mean, they did that against Michigan State. Granted, Michigan State has some rather talented walk-ons that are considered walk-ons because they also play football. Um, but they were pressing the walk-ons late in the game. Greg Gard calls a timeout. Like, hey, if you're going to coach this up, I'm going to coach this up. And uh, as you're going through the handshake line, Juwan Howard, not first, like you see at the college level. Um, and... He pulls his mask down and says, I'm going to remember this. Greg Gard tries to explain himself and holds up Juwan Howard for a little bit. And Juwan Howard immediately grabs him by the collar and things escalate from there. If you haven't seen, I mean, that's pretty much what what it was. And, uh, yes, and I want to get your thoughts when you you saw this happen. Because I think I actually texted you and asked you if you wanted to come on before this happened, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you did. And f- first of all, it's an honor to be back on the uh, Trouble with the Slap. I mean, my bad, Trouble with the Snap podcast. Um, but yeah, you like know, that. <laughs> I, I, I did like that, man. You had you had me laughing. I had to put it on mute for a second. <laughs> um, but but no, seriously, like um, right right when you texted me that, um, you know, I, I had like I had to see it for myself because I was I was out I was out and about doing some things so I wasn't near a TV and then you texted me and then I got texts from some buddies of mine and then my and then my baby cousin who's a Michigan fan and I go on Twitter and I saw the video and I was just in shock and you know it, it kind of took me I don't want to say it took me back to the days when Bobby Knight was coaching I mean obviously Bobby Knight you know threw chairs you know he got involved with players but. We, we never saw Bobby Knight, like, physically, you know, get involved with a coach in a post-game handshake line. So when I saw Juwan Howard do that, my first initial thought was, that's a fireable offense. 
Like, I don't, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you coach. Like, if you hit or slap another coach like that, if you get physically involved with a coach and it starts a melee, it starts a brawl, that's a fireable offense. Now, I'm not going to – I'm not going to – sit here Tyler and, and say, Oh yeah, Juwan Howard should be fired, you know, for what he did. No, like, you know, he should be suspended for the rest of the year. He should not coach another game. Um in the offseason they better come up with some different strategies for him as as far as how to maintain some of that anger he has because it happened last year with Mark Turgeon. There was an incident um Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. There was an incident after the Rutgers game in the post um in the post game handshake line. And then now this and and here's the thing, like Greg Gard, like he's five foot, he's five foot something. Juwan Howard is six foot seven. So Juwan Howard saying, No, oh, Juwan Howard's your height, man. Right, exactly. So Juwan's my height, and Greg Gard is like, you know, maybe, maybe Kevin Hart size. I don't know. But like for Juwan Howard to come out and say, Oh, well, I was defending myself, dude, you're like, you're like seven feet taller than him. Like, I, I don't know what Juwan's excuse is, but like if he, if he was that upset, over a timeout being called because Wisconsin need to advance it past half court. They only had four seconds left to advance it past half court. Then I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's if you're going to get that hurt over a timeout with Tyler, I, before I, I'm just going to tell you this quick story. So, my senior year at Michigan State, we were playing Wisconsin at home and we were up 15 with like 30 seconds left. I was already in the game. And then Coach Izzo brought in the other walk-ons. And Wisconsin was still in full-court press against us. And Coach Izzo had never called a timeout. But I lost all respect for Bo Ryan that day because yeah. the game's already over. So they, they, they got a basket, got it to 13, got, got another basket, got it to 11 with like nine seconds left. And he's still pressing. And I remember going through that handshake line saying to myself, you know what, as much as you don't want to shake this man's hand right now, you're going to shake his hand, acknowledge him, and keep walking. Because as much as much as of a low-class move that was on Bo Ryan's part to full-court press a bunch of walk-ons, like, I still had the courage and decency to walk through that line and be like, all right, good job, Bo. But it, it's, it was disgraceful what I saw yesterday. And you know what, Tyler, I'm a coach. I'm a high school coach. You're a high school coach. Like, you know what, it doesn't matter – you know, what other coaches do, you get through that handshake line and you do it respectfully and cordially. And I really don't care who you are. I mean, that, that was a full on disgrace with what we saw yesterday, in my opinion. Yeah. And look, Wisconsin's not completely innocent. Um, the, I know one of the assistants, a former put his hands on Michigan players and stuff like that to try to separate and deescalate the situation. And I think that's what led to Howard uh, swinging. Um, but, uh, and, I mean, obviously you don't do that. And I think he's going to get more of a suspension than guard or more repercussions from the big 10, whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use more punishment. Um, but I mean, that, that's where I stand with it is I, I think Greg guard should be fine. The assistant coach for Wisconsin, uh, not so much. Dwan Howard's going to get crushed as he should because you talked about the Rutgers incident. You talked about the Maryland incident. Uh, we didn't talk about him walking onto the middle of the floor during the Michigan State game. Yep. Um, like, he, he was literally at the free throw line. I mean, it's like th those are situations that I can't stand. And here's the thing. I don't have a problem if you're pressing with nine seconds left. I, I And I don't have a problem with Michigan pressing. If 
that's what they do all game. If that's their MO, you know what I mean? If that's your MO and you want kids to keep playing hard and stuff like that, fine. But that's not your MO. Your MO is a half-court defense. Let them get across half-court then. You know what I mean? I, I think that's a little divisive line that's not really talked about. But, I I mean, I think it's important because if you're, you know, uh, what, Shaka Smarts at Texas? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, Marquette, Marquette. Marquette, yeah. Was it Texas? Um, if you're if you're at uh, Marquette or whatever, and you're pressing and doing all that type of stuff, then I get it. You know what I mean? No, I, that, I agree. That, I agree. You you want to play hard till the end. If you want to just sit there and kind of token pressure, I'm fine. Eventually, at some point though, you do call off the dogs. I 100% agree with that. So there, there's that little divisive line. Yes, and the, I call. Hunter Dickinson was just following left and right because he couldn't hang when he, uh, Juwan Howard had him at half court and Michigan State was getting ready to break Michigan's presses. Like, I, I, I was – I couldn't get over it. And Juwan Howard talks about, oh, I want to speed the game up. Well, you didn't want to speed it up against Michigan State. You didn't want to speed it up against Wisconsin, obviously. Um, when you – Look at uh, the Ohio State game. I'm pretty sure you called a timeout late in that game when you were getting run off the floor. So I – this adds another legitimate bad look. I've sat there and I've talked about the hockey program. I talked about Harbaugh and all that stuff and his flirtations with the NFL. And I've talked about all of the stuff going on with uh, Shen Beckler and all that like everything in that program. And the only thing I could really, I mean, the only thing I said about basketball was like, oh, it's just kind of spiraling right now. That's not the case anymore. This is a legitimate bad thing for Michigan basketball. And I'd say given this previous uh, encounter such as this, um, I, I say it is a fireable offense. Now I'm not advocating for, I don't think he will get fired. I think uh, Ward Manuel would have done that already, which, by the way, kudos to him for finally showing up since Jeff Jackson wrapped his wife's car around a pole. <laughs> um, and, and you know what? Props to Ward Manuel for what he said, too, by the way. And I think what he's going to do is he's going to tack on whatever the uh, whatever uh, Big Ten can do because I think the Big Ten can only do, like, two games, if I heard that correctly today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Juan's going to get two from Big Ten, and I we're recording this. It's about 4.45 right now. Uh, so punishment comes down and comes down. But uh, we obviously can't break that down for you. But I think the Big Ten can only do two games. I think what's taking so long is you're looking into everybody else. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Ward Manuel's going to add on to that. And I think Ward Manuel's just going to push it to the end of the year or at least the end of the regular season, which, you know, some people don't think is a big deal. Jeremy said on the show, oh, I think uh, Juwan Howard's a figurehead. Uh, Chris Stan was on the show the other day filling in in or a week, a couple weeks ago because it's been so long since we've done this. But uh, he uh, he pretty much said the same thing. Phil Martelli's the actual head coach. Well, Phil Martelli ran into Gabe Brown. So <laughs> I, it starts at the top. Really, when you think of this, and I don't think it matters who's on the sideline for Michigan because there's a bigger problem, mm-hmm. and that's Musa Diabate is going to be out. 
yes. for at least a couple of games because he full-on swung close fist, by the way, unlike Juan Howard. And he's and he was the one who incited everything in the Rutgers post-game scuffle. And Musa, say what you want about Hunter Dickinson being the most unstoppable player he is, but Musa Diabate is their best player. And losing him when you are literally fighting for your tournament lives and you have a lot of real tough games left, five of them to be exact, and then throw in the Big Ten tournament, which, by the way, would love to see Wisconsin and Michigan get back together for that. Um, <laughs> losing Diabate is going to hurt more than losing Juwan Howard. No, I, I can't agree more with you, Tyler. I mean, you are right. I mean, he is a huge – I mean, he's been coming into his own like the last few games too. And, yeah. you know, and obviously I, I don't see him being, you know, at Michigan next year, Diabate. I think, I think he's going to go to the G League after this year, get his money, and then he's going to go get drafted, you know, a year after that. Um, but it's not just him too. You know that that was involved in that scuffle. There yeah. were other players as well, and, and I think that's the other thing too is that because I know a lot of people have been asking, oh, like if if, if there's no suspension handed out today by five o'clock, you know something fishy's going on. It's like, well, Tyler, you just said it. Like they're looking at Everybody. everything. They're, they're looking at videos. They're looking at every camera angle, left and right. They're looking at camera <laughs> every angles camera that's... phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like they they got everything because if you think about it. If if this one if somebody wanted to press charges in this situation, if, if if Wisconsin's assistant coach wanted to press charges in this situation, he probably full on could because if that was a full on close fist punch by Jawan Howard, it was it could yeah like it it could have been a lot worse. It could have been yeah. a lot worse. So you know, it, it, I'm, I'm interested to see like how many players are going to get suspended, especially on Michigan's end. Um, I'm interested to see. You know, if 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 there was anything I think said, one kid for Wisconsin's going to get suspended. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, t- t- Terrence Williams and Diabate are both on the chopping block. Yes, they are. No question. And do I think Greg Gar should be suspended? I mean, uh, I mean, for for me, like when when people say, "Oh, he grabbed him," well, go back and watch the tape. Like he didn't really grab Jawan Howard. Like he kind of like stopped Jawan, put his hand on his arm. And was trying, and then pulled back, trying to explain, and then Juwan yeah. just didn't want to have any of it. So when people say he grabbed Juwan Howard, I'm like, that's not a full on grab. It's not like what Des- it's not like what Desmond Howard was saying. Oh, he grabbed and twisted his arm. Like, no, man. Like, just so if if he does get suspended, you know, it better be for a half. A game, t- yeah. A, a, a good game is the max for Greg Gard. Yeah, you you would think, but even then, if he got suspended for a game, like I would be surprised because again. Yeah. He he didn't escalate anything. He was just doing his job as a coach. And you know what? He didn't have his starters in. He had his backups in the game in the game. Trying to figure out, let's get this ball over half court with four seconds left and just go from there. So again, if you're gonna get all butt hurt, then don't get your butt whipped by 15 points on the road. Like yeah. keep it like be competitive, if you will. Yeah, and I'm not trying to stick up for Wisconsin. I hate everything no. about Flopper U. I hate Brad Davis. <laughs> and I've Made that, I put that on record plenty of times. Um, you can go check out my social media account if you don't believe me. But yeah, I'm. I, I just I couldn't believe what happened. Um, you know, and I, I get wanting to play hard. If you want to press, press with your walk-ons. Fine. You know what I mean? Like, 
I'm cool with that. But don't sit there and press walk-ons, which, by the way, walk-ons aren't always the biggest, most athletic kids. David Smith, you know, uh, Stephen Izzo and stuff like that. And you're going to pressure him with Musa Diabate up front? Like, come on. Right. Like, that. that's just absolutely uncalled for. And, look, I've, I said after the Michigan-Michigan State game, I love Diabate as a player. Um, I think there were some things that after the state game, I said he needs to just calm down because the Rutgers incident already happened. When you look at uh, the Michigan State game, you know, well, he started running his mouth to Max Christie. Max Christie goes, you're down 20. What are you running your mouth for? Be, after his uh, block on uh, Christie's layup attempt. And I was like, he, he needs to settle it down. And the second John Howard threw that open hand, that incited Diabate to start throwing, like, actual fists. And mm-hmm. – he, like I said, he's a freak athlete, and he's one of those guys who could go pro immediately. Um, like you said, he he could get drafted. Like kid's gonna make his money. Um, so yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. Um, look, there's five games left for U of M. Tell me, what do they need to do to make the tournament? What's the magic number? Uh, I think given the strength four, of schedule, I think they need four. Tyler, I I, I honestly think they do. Um, if you know, fourth, fourth the most, um, fourth the you know maybe fourth the most, three at the least. I mean, if they can, if they can get at least three, um, then I think they're in good shape. But you know, I just, I mean, seeing who else is right behind them in the last four out, um, it's it's really tough. And you know, you got to look at their resume too. You know, how do they do against really good teams like Arizona and North Carolina? Um, they didn't, they didn't fare so well. So. I mean that's going to be a big, big debacle. But if they if they go into selection Sunday at seventeen and fourteen, seventeen and thirteen, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard for them to get in. So I would think they at least need to win at least three or four at most. Yeah, and I'm. I mean, obviously, uh, it starts. I think Wednesday they get. Huh, would you look at that? It's Rutgers, isn't it? Yeah, it is Rutgers. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, well, I mean, it looks like Diabate is going to be missing that game, so we don't have to worry about a post-game handshake issue there. No melee. But <laughs> that, I mean, Rutgers is, I mean, look, they lost to Purdue the other day. That's going to happen. Other than that, I feel like they may have been, like, the hottest team in the country. And so, uh, you know, that's going to be a tough one, especially if you're missing – guys like Diabate and Williams to match up against guys like Ron Harper Jr. Um, and so that that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, just got a little more interesting, obviously, with the events of yesterday. Um, let's turn our attention to Michigan State now. Mm. Uh, this – Tyson Walker showed what he – showed what I kind of anticipated of him. Obviously, I don't expect him to score, you know, 23 points over the last six minutes of every game. But, I mean, he, he showed that scoring punch that he's capable of having. Um, and it seems like when you bench Hogarth, Tyson Walker, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what, maybe we should be playing in a little bit more. Or when you start Hogarth, Tyson Walker steps up. When you start Walker, Hogarth steps up. Um you know, you've been riding the Bingham thing for a while, and I get starting him just given his height and his ability to change things defensively. But Julius Marble all of a sudden looks like the best option. 
and th- this is one of the things I talked to you about. This is the one reason why I wanted Amoni Bates is because he gives you that he gives you that guy who can you know initiate some stuff, give you a little bit of a scoring punch, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. You can give him the ball and completely take and let him try to take over. Obviously, it's not working in Memphis, um, but you can give him those opportunities and right now Michigan State just doesn't have that guy and Izzo's rotation I mean I would have mixed that thing up like a hundred times more than Izzo has this year yeah I agree with you and I was I was telling this to somebody the other day and this is nothing against Marcus Bingham but you know the way Julius Marble has been playing the last four or five games you know, I really think it's time to start Julius Marble. You know, yeah, because Bingham's not been playing terrible. Like no. we dog, you and I dogged him last year. We haven't dogged him this year. No, he he he's been having a very very solid senior year. And you know, I I, I kind of told people in the beginning that if there was one player that really needed to step up this year it was Marcus Bingham, and I thought he's I thought he's been having a very very solid senior year. But when you when it comes to toughness and rebounding and playing exceptional defense. I think Julius Marble, as of right now, he, he checks all those boxes right now. In, in a lot of ways, you know, Julius Marble kind of reminds me of a little bit of an Andre Hudson type of player. You know, just a really tough kid that can shoot the jumper, has a great hook shot, that plays, that plays really good defense and can rebound. Um, because if you look at Marcus Bingham's rebounding stats, Tyler, and this has been the most disappointing thing for me, he hasn't had 10-plus rebounds in forever. I think in the last maybe month. And to me, when you are seven feet tall and you're not getting, you know, not, not even 10 plus rebounds, Tyler, if you're not getting eight or more rebounds a game and you're that tall, I'm sorry, then you're not doing something right. Either you're, either you're not putting enough energy toward it or you're not just hustling or I'm not saying he doesn't care, but, or maybe you're just not tough enough because that's the one thing that Michigan State, as you know, as a fan, our program has always been based on. That's toughness. And this team, for whatever reason, is missing that toughness. You want to know why we're losing all these close games is because we're getting out-rebounded on the offensive end. We're giving up anywhere from 11 to 15 offensive rebounds a game. And in the past, we always made sure that that was our, like on the defensive end, we get every rebound. There's no mm-hmm. second chance points. There's no second or third chance opportunities. And, but you have seen that too much with this team. And, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm really happy for Tyson Walker because that was the player that was at Northeastern. That was the player who had gone off. That who was, was confident player. with the shot. Exactly. And you know what? He's been playing better the last couple of games. And yeah. now that he's getting his shot back, maybe he can be that go-to guy moving forward for everybody. So, you know, but I think – and this is just me. I, I think the new – I think is for the last month of the season, ought to go with a new starting five. I think he ought to put Tyson Walker back at the point. Um, you keep Gabe Brown in. You, you, you put in Malik Hall. You keep Joey Hauser out there. And I also think you go um, – Christie. Uh, oh, yeah, and Max Christie. So, no, let me redo that. Let me redo there that. you so go. I, there you yeah. go. So, I would go, I would go Walker, Christie, Brown, uh, Malik Hall. Hall, and Julius Marble. That, that, yeah. That's what I would do moving forward. And then you got Marcus Bingham coming off the bench. You got Joey Hauser coming off the bench. A.J. Hogarth, change of pace. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and you got Aikens. You got Brooks. So, and that's the other thing, you know, obviously Jay Nakins has kind of hit a wall 
a little bit, as every typical freshman around the country probably is going through right now. But like Christy, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but you know what? I think just kind of switching it up a little bit because you're going to get more out of Malik Hall right now, in my opinion. And, and I love Joey Hauser. Don't get me wrong. I love Joey. I think he's an incredible kid. He's a good player. He can't do a whole lot. He's playing. He, he's playing better this year. I'll, he, I'll, I'll give is. him that. He is, but he can't do a whole lot on offense when he's only getting like four shots a game. You know, you know, I, I think he needs more shots. That's just my opinion, but I think he's been shooting the ball well um, in, in conference play. I think he's shooting like 45, 47% from three in conference play, which is pretty darn good, but you, you, you need the change of pace. And right now there needs to be more of a sense of urgency on Michigan state's part. And I think that's, you know, changing the starting lineup, I think would be that sense of urgency that everybody's trying to look for right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when you look at the Illinois game and you watched them and how they handled the ball screens with Hogarth, they were dropping back and giving him five feet. Exactly. And he wasn't pulling that shot. And that was driving me absolutely crazy because he's capable of hitting it. It's not like a Marin situation. You know what I mean? Where Marin would always have issues you know, when the lights are on, but then when, you know, they talk about him at practice and they talk about him in games and, or at, when you see him at Moneyball and stuff like that, and he's putting up like 30 points a game in Moneyball and all that, <laughs> like, it, it's not a full-on air situation because Hogart's capable of hitting. It's just not efficient enough, and they're starting to sag off, and when you sag off, you can kind of wall off the paint, and you don't necessarily have to pull your help off of Hauser. And I think that the combination of all of that, because they said at the beginning of the year, it was Walker and Hauser who were playing incredible together. Yeah, they were. And so you've got to get Walker back in there. And the way he played the other night, I think is just proof of that. Now, what do, and I, I didn't touch on this. Uh, I completely agree with your assessment on rebounding. And I think that's why Marble needs to come back in as well. Um, I would rather see Hall than Hauser just because I think he's better defensively and I think he gives you more options offensively because mm-hmm. um, he can post up, but he can also hit the three, and I think he's a better screen setter. Um, now, look, Michigan State's starting to spiral, lost four in the last five. Um, you know, they were getting blown out by Illinois before uh, Walker put on – the most forgettable 25-point performance I've ever seen because it ended in a loss. Uh, Look, what does Michigan State need to do to avoid the bubble talk? Honestly, Tyler, this is just my opinion. I don't think – you know, I don't – I think Michigan State's in regardless, you know, because they – Okay, what do they need to do to avoid that 8-9 line? I think for me, you need to win – you need to win at least three out of the next five games. Um, one of those wins has to be either Purdue or Ohio State. You, if you go to Ohio State and you win on the road against the top 20 team, you know, that should avoid the whole 8-9 line. Um, if you go and beat both Ohio State and Purdue, you add to that resume. No, and, you could jump up to four. Well, exactly. So if you're able to beat Ohio State and Purdue and then you go in – like. You know, I mean, well, obviously the first one is they got a big one tomorrow night against Iowa, and Iowa's not Iowa's not a team that's you know just going to lay down for Michigan State. Iowa's got a good team. They got the leading. Oh, they got score. fighters. Yeah, they do. They got the leading score in the conference playing for them right now, and you know they're. they're I mean, in- they're not fighters like the Abate, but they're fighters. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are correct with that, um, 
But, you know, that's why, like, as far as, like, seeding goes for the tournament, tomorrow's game is a big deal. You know, Iowa's fighting for, you know, that's that anywhere from that four, five, six seed as well. Because if Iowa beats us, they're going to be right in that conversation. So it's got to start tomorrow night. And if Michigan State can, you know, win four out of the four, four out of the next five, three out of the next five, and maybe take one or two in the Big Ten tournament, you know, you're looking at a five, anywhere from a four, five, you know, six seed. You know, the four seed is if they beat both Purdue and Ohio State, which I'm not, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's very, it's very doable, but it's going to be very tough to do because Purdue, Purdue and East Lansing, place will be rocking as always, but, you know, it's still Purdue. They are a very, very talented team and how they have lost four games in the Big Ten this year is still beyond me. I'll, I'll never figure that out. But no, you, you got a, uh, what's that kid's name who just busts the threes? Oh, uh, Ste- Ivy. Stefanovic. Someone, oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I know who you're talking about. It's it's number 55, but that kid, that yeah. kid just lights it up. He lights it up. And that's the thing with yeah. Purdue. Like, their guards and shooters are just so good. They're so Between good. him, you have Edie, who's, yep. you know, just one of those annual Purdue bigs that come in. Then you got a change of pace guy in Travion Williams, mm-hmm. um, which is where I think the Bingham Marble matchup is. <laughs> it might be uh, based on height. Right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, Marble uh, against Williams because Williams is more of the stronger type. And then you got Bingham against E.D. And then, obviously, you have Mishawaka's finest, uh, who, I mean, if he didn't start playing that prep school ball, would have been playing around here. Right. Um, where I'm at. But uh, Jay Nivey, who's, I think, the best player in the Big Ten. Like, this is a, this is a really legitimate Purdue team, man. I mean, so I'm not going to sit there and chalk it up as a win. I'm probably no. <laughs> chalking it up as a loss. But I think, you know, you look at Ohio State, the matchups are there where I think Michigan State can do it. Um, one one last thing that I want to talk about because uh, we do need to start wrapping is, is it time to throw in the towel on Gabe Brown? Um, I feel like the leash was incredibly short for Jaden Akins. Mm-hmm. Um, they started playing Pierre Brooks a little more, and I think he actually played more minutes than Akins, if I'm not mistaken, because the twos and threes are really interchangeable in the Thomas of system. Um, and then, uh, look, you and I, I, I sent you a text, and I was like, is it time we start looking at Coleman as a two, maybe? Because, I mean, I mean, Coleman was putting up 40-point quadruple doubles in high school, so... <laughs> I mean, I, I remember we had that conversation and, you know, the more and more I thought about it, Tyler, you know, and this is just my opinion. I think what, I think what Izzo coach is needs to do is he needs to have a, he needs to have a come to Jesus meeting with Gabe Brown or something because Gabe is, I don't know if he was reading his press clippings a little too much. I don't know if he was letting a lot of that go to his head. I don't know if some people were talking about NBA draft, you know, I, I don't know, but how far he has slipped, how far he has dropped off in the last month has just been, it's been both incredible to watch, but also at the same time, it's been very, very scary because we all know what Gabe Brown is capable of. We know how good of a player Gabe Brown can be. He was averaging 16 a game. Exactly. He, he, there was talks of him maybe potentially being the big 10 player of the year. And so again, I don't know if that talk went to his head I don't know if people are getting in his ear, but, you know, if, if I'm Tom and this is just me, I'm sitting down with Gabe having a come to Jesus meeting and being like, look, like this is your senior year. 
this is your time to shine. You need to step up. And whether that's you coming off the bench right now as the sixth man, whether that's you as our starting, you know, because Aiken Aiken's gives you a little bit better defense. He's smaller, yeah. but he gives you better rebounding too. Exactly, he does. And and let's not forget, Gay Brown's one of the captains too. And yeah. you need this time of year. You need leadership. And obviously, that's the one thing too that Michigan State has been missing for a minute. You know, I'm not. I, I'm not. I think Malik Hall has done a very good job, but he yeah. hasn't. He hasn't had again. Just like with Josh Langford last year, I, I thought Josh did the absolute best he could as a leader. The problem is he didn't have anybody else following him. He didn't have anybody else helping him out. I think Malik Hall is doing a very good job. I really truly believe that. But if Gabe Brown is not helping him out, if Gabe Brown is more worried about his shooting percentage, then Michigan State is not going to go as far as they're as they are capable of. Because we saw them compete with Baylor. We saw them beat Connecticut. We saw them beat Loyola Chicago. We saw them, you know, compete with other really good teams. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Michigan State isn't capable of making that final type of Final Four run because they have every chance to make that run. And so, you know, for me, Gabe needs to get his head on straight. And if he does and he's put on some really good performances, you know, then great, cool. But it, it has to start with him. It has to start with him. And again, if he can turn it around, because it, it, it's like that old, it's like an old saying I have with the Detroit Lions when Matthew Stafford was here. The Detroit Lions will only go as far as number nine will take them. And Matthew Stafford could only do so much with the very little, little amount of talent he had here in Detroit. And now it's the same thing. You know, I had the same saying for Michigan State basketball when Cassius Winston, his junior, with Cassius' junior senior year. I said Michigan State basketball will go as far as Cassius Winston will take them. And Cassius Winston took both those teams pretty far. And he probably would have taken them to the national championship if there wasn't a pandemic. We all know that. Everybody and their mother around the country. Well, let's, not cut, let's, not, let's not cut Tillman short Cassius the senior. <laughs> not, right, that's true. But, but, uh, but you get it, though. You like yeah. th- This team will only go as far as Gabe Brown will take them. And right yeah. now it's on him. And here's my thing is he was passing up – the type of shots that I'm used to watching him just bust. Yeah. And that is the closeouts just coming a little late and instead he'd shoot the and instead he'd pump fake. And he doesn't have a great driving game, but he'd pass the lane he'd pass up on the lane too until the defender got right there. Mm-hmm. And then he would take contested threes though. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's one of those things like he he's passing up okay shots good shots for him okay shots for you know a lot of everybody else right for bad shots for anybody not named steph curry at an all-star game and so that that's where i'm at with gay brown and that's where i'm confused and i look i i just don't get it and i'm starting to think you know maybe he can provide that scoring punch off the bench because look walker can give it to you in the starting lineup christie you know, pending what what night it is, he's a freshman. He's still working on his consistency. Can give it to you in the starting lineup. You know, Malik Hall can give it to you in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Marble has proven to be a good offensive player. I mean, that was never his mo. He's a pretty good offensive player. He's taking twelve foot hook shots because he can't get his position right <laughs> on the block, but he's knocking them down. Right, and so you you can get your offense right there. 
And then you can have a guy like change the pace like Hogarth. You can have Hauser off the bench. You can have Gabe Brown off the bench. And I'm not saying put Brown on the bench because we need a senior there. We need somebody who's a leader there. And Akins isn't that guy, obviously, because he's like 16 years old. But <laughs> you've got you've you've got to do something to light a spark under this team. And I think having those change of pace guys off the bench, guys who can put up points off the bench, I think it's huge. And Hall can't put up the points that Hauser can, but he can do everything else. Right, right. Like, he, he, he doesn't give you that shot. So, I, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Let me, let me uh, ask you this. Let me ask you this, yeah. Tyler. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you – Oh, great. Right. <laughs> would you do – a lineup of Hogard, Walker, Christie, Hall, and Marble? Would you do that? That was one that I looked at. My only thing after that is how quick are you with the subs? Because right, yeah, we, we know Dwayne Stevens has a niche trigger finger mm-hmm. because he manages the subs for his own. Right. You, you know, how quick would you do it? Because you need to give – because at the rate you like to push – with your point guards, can Hogard and Walker keep that up uh, if they're both getting a ton of time? Yeah. You know, because now all of a sudden you have to play Aikens a little bit more or you have to play Marble at the three spot and or you have to play Brooks a lot. And so it's if Coleman, if the staff has faith in Coleman, I think that's something you would look at. Because guess what? Coleman's running the point uh, when you put the walk-ons in. So but my only question is with that, and I, and then we talked about that on Saturday because I know you asked me, you know, why isn't Coleman getting the chance? And and we all know, and I think based on Ke- some of Keon Coleman's tw- uh, tweets, he's itching to get out there. He's just itching to get out there and just go off because I mean, I think it was the Indiana game where he put that one kid on skates for Indiana, and he just missed the layup. The layup went in and out, but like. We see, we've seen what Keon Coleman is capable of, and I think he's ready to go out there and just, you know, show everybody what he is. But and I'm, dude, I'm ready to see it because I said Coleman are. should hang up the shoulder pads because it was in my uh, lack of faith in Tucker issue um, that changed on uh, Kenneth Walker's 75 yard touchdown run against Northwestern. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but the question no, is, I, is has Keon Coleman like has he gotten to know Michigan State's system well and quick enough within the last month to be ready for that? Now, if the answer is no, then okay, then then you can't put him out there. But if he has some of the system down, if he has some of the plays down, then great, cool. But you know how much of it is, and again, I don't know this because I mean when it came to Matt Trannon. You know, I think, you know, Matt Trannon, you know, was given that freedom because he knew the system in football and he knew everything. So, and I think that's the big question. Like, does Mel Tucker think that, you know, Keon knows the system well enough for football that he can let him play basketball? Now, again, we don't know. So if he knows the system well enough in basketball, great, cool, let him go. But if Mel Tucker's saying, hey, like, I need him to learn more of my football system before he can start playing full-on basketball for you, then maybe that that maybe that's that's the exchange they had. But from an athletic standpoint, from a God given basketball talent standpoint, yeah, put give Keon Coleman the ball, go four low, and just let him ball out. Yeah, I, I would I would love to see it a couple of times. And you know, then the question is: Do you play him at the point? Do you play him at the two? Um, whatever that is, I'm I'm down for all of it. It, it doesn't matter. I want to see it happen. But uh, 
Hey, that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast. Thank you, Anthony, for coming back on and filling in. Uh, And I am Tyler Hayward. This is the Trouble with the Snap.